Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. I was finishing up my last year at the University of Minnesota. And at the time I started dating um, this very beautiful young lady. I got a job at a club there to sort of make ends meet. Every night at that club, I would always get stressed out after working there because it was intense with all these people. And I would just be wound up, wound up from uh, working. I would always want to take a drive. And I, I went around this one lake all the time. It was called White Rock Lake. It would just feel good just to drive around there and just relax and listen to the listen to the crickets out of the windows and just you know hear the water sort of lapping up against the shoreline. And uh, that was sort of my my place to um, to unwind. On this particular night, after a long day at the club, my girlfriend was out with me. It was a hot August night, and uh, it was morning now. It was 4:30 in the morning. I said, you know, let's go drive around White Rock. So we get in the car. There was no cars. There was nobody around. It was, you know, the dead of morning there. It was really early. The sun wasn't even close to coming up yet. We had all the windows down, and we were just talking. And as we're driving... Coming around that corner, I saw um, a woman walking. She was just walking at a very slow pace. She was a good 100 yards away when I first saw her. There was something obviously odd about her. As we got closer to her, I noticed she's wearing a wedding gown. And she had dark hair. And she's still a ways away. And like I said, we're going very slow. And I, I, I said to my girlfriend, I said, I said, look at that. Look, there's a woman. She got a wedding gown on. And as we got closer to her, she was wet from, from head to toe. She was completely, completely wet. It was, it, it, I know it freaked both of us out. And as I'm driving by her, she turned and she looked at us. She was looking right at me, right into my eyes. And it was sort of just very mesmerizing to watch the way her eyes looked at me. And she just had this incredibly sad look on her face. It was almost a look of, um, you know, can you help me? And then she slowly turned her head and just kept walking. I knew that she was maybe looking for someone, looking for something. And then as I looked in the rearview mirror, she was gone.
and I had to stop the car because I, I knew something was wrong with her and for her to disappear like that was just very strange, but she was gone. So I got out of the car and uh, my girlfriend's saying, she goes, where are you going, where are you going? And I, I said, I want to see what happened. So I'm looking for her and she's nowhere. I yelled out, hey, a couple times. Hey, hello, hello, and like that. All I could hear, you know, you could hear the crickets, you know, that, that it, was, it was really silent. It freaked me out. Hi, this is M.R. Gorka, author of Demons Among Us, shocking real-life stories from the paranormal. And you're listening to Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast with Aaron Hunter. Welcome. I'm Aaron Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult, and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron here, and it is Monday, March 1st, 2021, episode 255. How's everyone out there around the world doing? And man, I'm always glad to be back in the hot seat. And it is warm over here. Everything is melting, and hopefully it's going to stay that way. But, you know, it's March, so who knows? As far as announcements are concerned, not really much to report. Yeah, everything's going hunky-dory. But later on in this week, a brand new show of Aaron's Horror Show will be coming out tomorrow, Tuesday and Wednesday. Terry is back with a brand new show of Terry's Mysterious Moments. And this Friday is the first Friday of the month, so you guys know what that means. A brand new indie film is coming out, and I think you guys are going to really enjoy this. It's definitely in the paranormal realm and very twilighty. So yeah, I think most of you are going to enjoy it. So take a look. Don't miss it. But yeah, everything's looking up. Hopefully uh, no more cold weather will come. So we'll just have to see. And again, we are going to do more listener stories. And for you guys out there who have experienced the paranormal or something just weird and strange, go ahead and send it to me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at realparanormalactivity.com. And I'll read it off on a future episode. And so, let's get the show on the road. And you guys know what that means. Oh yeah, man, that's right. Two... The story then. Follow me right this way. No pushing, no shoving, and the fires are blazing. Nice and toasty in here. Grab a beanbag over there in the corner. Find an empty spot on the floor. And as always, behind my desk. Oh, yeah. And Brent sent me by email a packet. Let's see what store she's picked out. Got a short one. And got two long ones. Okay. Let me take a sip of my green tea real quick. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, man. So good when it hits the lips. And so the first one. This one is by Dieter. And it's titled, My Dog. Okay, Dieter. Let's see what you got, man. 
This happened back after my lab pup died. He was hit by a car in the evening when I took him for a walk. He was an adorable companion and would welcome me warmly after I returned from work. Honestly, I forgot all my problems about the office once I saw him. After his death, I was really upset and used to think about him all the time. As I stay alone, he was my roommate. Joe, my dog, always slept with me in the bed. One night while I was lying in bed after coming back from work, I heard scratching sounds just next to my bed. It was exactly like Joe did when he wanted me to take him out for a leak. I got up and searched the area, but I didn't find anything. I got even more upset and started missing him a lot. But as I was tired by the day's work, I gradually fell asleep. Days later, something really weird happened. As soon as I switched off the lights and went to bed, I again heard that scratching sound. But this time, I didn't get up. After some time, I felt like someone sitting on the edge of the bed and slowly moving towards me. I don't know why, but at that very moment, I called for Joe, the same way I used to call him from underneath the blanket. Then, as soon as I called his name, it felt like someone just ran from the foot of the bed towards my head and sat on the pillows. It was the exact same thing Joe did whenever I called him to sleep with me. I immediately got up and switched on my cell phone's flashlight, but didn't see him. I really felt bad and was in tears. I felt as he came back to say that he is fine and there with me. I really miss him a lot and just pray that wherever he is, he's happy. Thank you for reading. And that's from Dieter. Dieter, man, what a tearjerker. Man, that's, uh, thank you very much for sharing that. That's tough, I know. I'm a animal lover myself. And, you know, my dog, he's 17. But he's in good shape. Yeah, he's uh, no arthritis. Uh, when I take him out to walk, he still pulls me around. His ears are perked up, looking around for something to chase. So, uh, you know, his coat's not shaggy or anything like that. So he's okay for now but yeah it's gonna be a tough time when you lose your buddy and you're not alone with stories like this every once in a while we get uh we get a story in uh it's been a while but yeah there are people out there that swear that you know after a certain amount of time after a pet goes away and you know they're no longer thinking about them but something happens that their pet used to do you know when they were alive yeah it's interesting stuff Hey, Dieter, thank you very much for sharing. Good story. All right. What's next? Oh, yeah, guys, uh, I better warn you. This uh, episode is probably going to come out later on in the week, so whenever you're listening to this, you might be thinking, hey, man, what the heck? <laughs> so I warned you now. All right, let's see here. What do we got? This one is by Ocean, and it's titled prisoners okay ocean let's see what you got man for a while I worked as an RN at a California prison 
I was just so happy to be able to find a nursing position after months of searching for a job. I took the job without thinking. It's quite an adjustment because you're basically locked in a facility full of society's worst. But I learned the different jobs and after three months I was on my own. These are the weird experiences I encountered while working at this facility. My first weird experience was when I was sent to the faculty's hospital. I had just passed morning medications and had started on charting. The regular nurses usually take a break between 8.30 a.m. and 9 a.m. So I agreed to stay at the nurse's station since there has to be a nurse present at all times. Just to the left of the nursing station was a hallway with patient rooms on both sides, and to the right was a desk for custody officers. I was sitting there, charting, when I felt like someone poked my right shoulder. Turning around, I was surprised to find no one there. Figuring it was just a muscle spasm, I went back to charting, but it happened again. Uh, getting up, the custody officer was sitting at his desk doing paperwork, and the inmate porters were sweeping the hallway. The other nurses were still in the break room down the hall. I figured I was imagining it and went back to work. Well, later on in the day, during shift change, I was given a report to the oncoming nurse when I felt like someone kept poking my back. I just ignored it so the nurse wouldn't think I was strange, but it kept happening and I started to get a little nervous. I had my back to the cabinets and no one was close enough to be poking me. After a report, I grabbed my bag and I left. The next event occurred several days later when I was sent up to the hospital with this time for the night shift. I was given a patient who was dying of cancer and needed around-the-clock pain medication. At around 3 a.m., I went into his room to administer his IV medication. While I was pushing the IV medication, I had my back to the wall where the sink was when suddenly I heard the water running but didn't really think anything of it because most sinks are motion-activated and I figured I had set it off. Once I finished giving the medication and turned to face the sink, the water was no longer running. It suddenly dawned on me that the sink in the patient's room was not motion activated, but had to be turned on manually and the sink was wet, but I hadn't used that sink all night. I got the heck out of there and returned to the nurse's station. Every time I went back into his room to give him pain meds, I prayed that nothing else would happen, and it didn't. The third and last event occurred when I was in the employee mailroom checking my mailbox. It was around 1.30 p.m., and I had just grabbed my mail and was reading through it with my back to the door, when I heard what sounded like a key opening the door. I didn't think anything of it because other employees come in and out of there at all hours of the day. I heard the door open and close and some shuffling. I'm turning around to say hi and to ask them to lock the door on their way out, I realized I was alone. Figuring the noise came from another room, I looked in all the rooms down the hallway and no lights were on. 
I hurried back to my work area, which happened to be the hospital once again. After about six months of working, I quit and started a job out in the community where I have had no experiences. I dreaded going into work at the prison. The day I started working there, my anxiety was sky high and I battled depression through my entire employment there. The suicidal thoughts were what drove me to find employment elsewhere and I'm glad I did. Now that I work outside of corrections, I realize how heavy of an environment a prison is. It's just dark and depressing. One thing I realize now when I think back about it was the continuous feeling of being watched. Yeah, there are cameras all over the place and guard towers, but many hospitals have security cameras as well. This feeling of being watched was just different, especially in the hospital. There are many people who are able to work in a prison without problem, but for some reason, I couldn't handle it. It still bothers me that I never actually saw any of these events occurred. I just heard or felt them, which makes me doubt myself. I will never work in a prison again. I love RPA. And that's from Ocean. Ocean, man, what a great story. I love nurse stories and also prison stories. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for sharing that. Yeah, we get these every once in a while. I love them. You're not alone. Uh, yeah, I get that. You never saw anything happen. You just heard or felt, you know, the faucets or the faucet going off. Yeah, and the door open and closing, you hear some shuffling, and it obviously must have been pretty loud, so you turn around to say hi to somebody, and uh, you realize no one's there. <laughs> yeah. The poking thing, though, who knows? That could, you know, in the very beginning, muzzle spasm, something like that. But then again, everything that followed, yeah, you know, you got to think about it a little bit. Could be. Could be. Yeah, thank you very much. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, the uh, the whole depression thing with, you know, that place is depressing, though. I mean, everything's barred up. Guards everywhere. Checkpoints, probably. Noises from the inmates. Everything echoes. Yeah, you know. But then again, uh, I have read many times, not exactly on this show, but yeah, some came in like that. But... Um, in other places, when I'm trying to research some things, uh, they they mention that uh, when they leave the place, whatever's haunted, right, or suspected to be haunting, or weird things are happening, they move away to a new house, new apartment, or just stop, in this case, stop working there, uh, all of a sudden their mood changes, right? Kind of odd. So I guess uh, some of these things can uh, affect certain people. All right, well, yeah, Ocean, thank you very much for sharing great story loved it yeah yeah you know to come and think about it what gives me anxiety uh that you know uh retail stores or whenever i uh, take flights uh not necessarily when they when they check in you gotta take off your shoes and all that big deal it, it was a pain at first but you know i'm used to it but uh 
you think you would get used to walking through those metal detectors and that's just you know I just don't want the thing to go off because I don't know what I did wrong <laughs> uh, uh, you know especially at a retail store um, you know I did I forget is something in my hand because sometimes I you know have my keys in my hand the whole time I'm walking around I don't realize it I figure I have it in my pocket but it's just I don't know and uh, you know there's been a few times where I go out and I'm looking for my keys and I realize it's like in my right hand and I'm it's just the oddest thing but yeah I uh, you know walking through those metal detectors at retail stores you know oh you're shoplifting no man I I didn't realize I had it in my hand <laughs> so yeah one of the one of my things all right what do we got next what do we got here this one is uh, by Rob and it looks like there wasn't a title so we call it the house oh yeah now Rob is uh he sent in a, a story long long ago as well so let's see what you got man hey Aaron hope all is well with you and Britt this is a long one hope you like it I met my best friend in the police academy 20 years ago. We were each other's best men at our weddings and have been close since going through the academy together. My best friend is a dyed-in-the-wool skeptic. He would always make fun of me even when he was present for something we couldn't explain for my belief in the paranormal. This all changed about two years ago when he built his new house. About six months after he was living in his house, he came to me and told me the following story. He and his new wife, who was also in law enforcement, decided to build their new house in western Palm Beach County. They selected lot and built from scratch. During construction, there were homes in the area reporting thefts of appliances and fixtures, so he decided to stay in the house until the final certificate of occupancy was complete as to not have any burglary. He said he was sleeping in the empty living room area of the house on an air mattress when in the middle of the night the mattress started being pushed on the tile. He said he woke up and thought he was dreaming but as he was laying there it happened an additional three times almost turning the mattress 45 degrees from how it was sitting he said he blew this off as sleeping and moving in his sleep. After moving in, he and his son had breakfast one morning and, as usual, he went to his room to leave his son to clean up and place the chairs back at the table. He said he walked into the kitchen and all the chairs had been pulled away from the table and were now turned away from the table. He called his son to explain what he had done and his son told him he had cleaned up and pushed the chairs back into the table. His son asked him why he was messing with him and that it wasn't a funny joke. He told me he didn't want to scare his son so he laughed this off as an odd occurrence. He and his wife about a week later were in bed at 4.15 a.m. He said that they both heard what sounded like a gunshot coming from the doorway to their bedroom. They both jumped from bed and got their firearms and cleared the house. They found nothing and decided it must have come from outside, but found no evidence of anything outside the house. 
of their alarm had not been tripped and none of the motion cameras outside had been activated. About three days after this, he and his wife were getting ready to go to dinner when they both witnessed their sliding walk-in closet doors open on their own and slam shut hard enough to crack the hanging mirror on the door. He said at this point he decided to talk to me about what was going on. He then told me he and his wife had other experiences to include hearing voices, footsteps, knocking, unexplained broken drinking glasses in the sink, but passed all this off as explainable in one way or another. After this last incident, his wife said she would not return to the house until it was fixed. He asked me for my help, and as I was laughing at him, said of course I would help, as long as he took back all the you-are-crazy jokes he had made over 20 years. We researched the land area where his house was built and found it was part of the Spanish and Indian Wars battleground. I advised him to contact a local Native American tribe and tell them what had been occurring as the area was known to have Native American burial mounds and artifacts historically. He contacted the local tribe and a shaman came to his house. After 10 minutes inside, he said he would have to return to free the land and property of the spirits trapped wandering on the land and inside the house. The shaman said the land and the area was very troubled from things being disturbed and disrupted, and the spirits were angry. The shaman advised they were acting out inside the house out of vengeance for the land being disturbed. About a week later, the service was done, and since then, they have had no issues. Needless to say, my best friend, the skeptic, is now a believer. Hope you enjoy the story. Rob. Rob. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you very much for sharing. I tell your buddy. Uh, thanks for uh, letting you tell the story. Uh, good stuff. What can I say, man? Uh, that would spook the hell out of me. I would have left a long time ago with... Um, you know, with the the chairs and, like you said, there's other little things, uh, broken glasses here and there, whatever. Um, you know, that gun blast. I, you know, anyone out there that's listening to this, if you ever experience a boom in the night that sounds like, a, in my case, a shotgun blast, and also, in my case, after the blast... Um, you know, my in my bedroom, the dresser was vibrating a little bit. I just thought a tree hit the house. <laughs> I mean, that's what happened. It's it's kind of rattling when you uh, find out that uh, uh, there's something going on here. I can't explain it. And uh, but yeah, definitely, I don't blame his wife. Uh, watching the walk-in closet doors open and then slam shut. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, the the whole your buddy's sleeping there uh, on the air mattress. It would have depend on with me if I was dead asleep and I was a I was 
if I'm asleep, I'm a pretty deep sleeper, so if I wake up, I'm really groggy. So if I feel like I'm moving around a little bit, I don't know, I probably just lay there. But if I was, you know, it takes me a long time to go to sleep, you know, sometimes an hour or more, I just toss and turn, so, you know, I'm slowly dozing off. So if I'm still somewhat awake and I'm feeling my mattress moving around, yeah, um, I would be concerned. <laughs> even even back then, I know he's a skeptic, and I used to be a complete skeptic, and, you know, that farmhouse, that that's what did it for me. Uh, I yeah I might have been hard headed too and just kind of try to figure out hey yeah I am sleepy even though I'm feeling myself move around <laughs> you know I mean what else could it be right yeah so I don't blame them I uh, I used to think that way but of course I still debunk things of course or try to or at least whoever sends in a story try to give them uh, some sort of explanation but in this case yeah you guys uh you know you guys are trained to uh, look at facts and also details I mean I mean uh, so you guys got some skills yeah yeah that shot that gun shot must have scared them they got up grabbed their firearms man you know something happened cleared the house yeah so yeah Rob yeah thank you again for sharing great story <laughs> Yeah, you know, the, the whole shaman thing, you know, different cultures, it just goes to show you, you don't need to be with one of the major religions like, uh, you know, Christianity with our own ways of dealing with spiritual things. Uh, you know, there's many cultures, many old cultures from all over the world. They have their own spiritual guides, whether it's a witch, a shaman, medicine man, whatever. You know, they have their own techniques of dealing with this sort of unknown stuff and it's pretty odd that they all work right whatever the shaman did did some chants whatever um you know just throughout history and so it goes to show you there's just not one way that you need a bishop from the Catholic Church to come down with three other priests to do this. You know, I guess there's not just one particular way. It probably has a lot to do with intent, you know, your state of mind of the holy person, that sort of thing, and some ritual, whatever. It, yeah, it's kind of neat. Something for you guys out there to think about. All of you guys over there in India, Australia, you know, all the Asian cultures, they, oh man, they got all kinds of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, well, very spiritual people. Yeah. yeah. They got all kinds of stuff going on over in the Asian continents. And that is it, guys. Yeah. And as always, thank you for coming over here to the network and, you know, finding something you like. That's why we're doing all this stuff for you. So I'll give you a menu of things to either watch some video shows of investigations, some fun indie film feel-good stuff, right? Which reminds me, just to remind you, this Friday, brand new indie film coming out, Twilighty, or listening to some of the podcasts. Yeah, great stuff. And also, we would like to thank all of our 
premium members. Uh, thank you very much. That really helps us out. And if you want to become a premium member, just go to the website, realparanormalactivity.com. Big old button there. $3.99 a month. Cancel anytime. Enjoy yourself. Or if you got the RPA app, you can sign up through there. Or if you are a premium member, you can log in through there. Fully functional. And so with that, guys, I hope everyone stays safe. Until next time, I am calling it. This show's been produced by myself and Britta and is also made possible by LaFosse Corporation. And man, we love you. Oh yeah, we do. As always, thank you and good night.